Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the what? Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft News Podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs, founder and director of Scouting and NDT Scouting, flying solo on this beautiful Saturday. Saturday, March 31st, the last day before we can say we are in the month of the NFL Draft. Uh, Joe is putting the finishing touches on his 2018 NFL Draft Prospect Portfolio. So we've given him the day to really focus on dotting his I's, crossing his T's, making sure that this publication is everything and anything that he wants it to be. So as a result, you guys are stuck with me. Apologies for not getting anything out on Instagram Live uh, last night on Friday. Uh, This is one of the few windows out of the year where I don't have to worry about watching any film whatsoever. Uh, So I do enjoy pretending like I have some semblance of a social life every once in a while. So here we are. It's 8.20 on Saturday morning. And we are going to sit down and we're going to talk about two things today. Uh, We're going to talk about some insider buzz that I've had in conversations with people. And I'm also going to give you guys three names on day three that you should pound the table for your team to draft. Because I think they're very good football players. So, as we cue this thing up, uh, let's lead off with 
one or two of these insider nuggets that I find really fascinating. I spoke with somebody uh, on Friday who had told me that uh, there's at least one team that feels Leighton Vander Esch is an edge and not an off-ball defender. And that concept's pretty fascinating to me because I stop and I think back to Vander Esch's film. And then I read my notes. And it's pretty consistent. Uh, him playing as a penetration player, looking to shoot into a gap, was consistently where I was left wanting more from him, more than any other area of his game. So now you're going to walk him up on the line of scrimmage to an area where he wasn't a good blitzer. He didn't challenge blocks well. I know this is something that uh, our national scout, John Ledyard, is very emphatic on, and I agree with him 100%. Uh, probably the worst area of Van Der Esch's game is blitzing and getting into the backfield. And we're going to put him up on the line of scrimmage and have him play as primarily rush player. And I guess that's the interesting part of Vander Esch as a prospect is you do see some areas of off-ball where you'd like to see some more development and anticipation, and, and maybe they want to make life simpler for him so they don't want to give him the entire field to read because there's times when he's reading the entire play that he's more reactive instead of showing anticipation and play recognition. But you're really going to set him back to square one if you do this. And, and the team that has him in this area is inside the top 25. So, I mean, you're potentially talking about spending a top 25 pick on a player to hit the reset button and start all over again. And you're essentially going to make him a ball of clay and, and see what you can get out of him. So, food for thought, but certainly something that I found interesting. Another conversation piece that I had had uh, was that there's a team in the top 20 who has Deron Payne very high up on their target list of potential priorities. This is an NFC team and um, team that needs interior defensive line help. Would Deron be a valued pick? Would that be a good value inside the top 20? Well, I guess it really depends on what you're prescribing into as it relates to Duran and uh, what he was able to do in the college football playoff schemes versus what he's put on his film resume for the course of every other game that he's played. For me, I like Duran. I like Duran a lot. I think he can be a really solid and kind of multiversed defender inside. He can play two-gap style. He flashed the ability, certainly, to play in one-gap. So uh, I think you could do a lot worse, Harrison Phillips, if you're going to be drafting a guy on the interior uh, on day one. Um, so Duran, for me personally, uh, I it's a little, little early in my rankings, but again, a lot of this has to come back to scheme specifics and and where where am I different in my evaluations of these players versus what you're going to see teams put them through and for that reason uh, Deron Payne in, in the top 20 would be a bit of a surprise for me I think there's better options out there you know it depends on how early Vita Vea goes and if Taven Bryan gets drafted on his upside or not and um, 
But from what I understand, Aram Payne, at least in one team's eyes, is higher than one, if not both of those players. I'm going to take a break from the insider buzz and give you the first name that you need to pound the table on if he's there on day three for your favorite NFL franchise. And this is Central Michigan's Joe Ostman. Went to the East West Shrine game, was unblockable, has terrific film. <laughs> he's a really fun player. Um, Ostman's a bit shorter armed. Uh, he measured in with 31-inch arms, so that's a bit problematic. But he did check in at his pro day at 6'2 and 253. 253 up from 248 at the East West Shrine game. Uh, his times for his pro day ran about 475. Had a 7.063 cone, which is a very good time. Uh, low 4.3s on the short shuttle. The, all these numbers courtesy of Tony Pauline. Uh, 31 reps on the bench press. He darn well better with 31-inch arms. I'm jealous. Uh, 36.5 on the vert and 10.2 on the broad. I mean, this is a pretty explosive football player. And then you turn on the film, and you see a lot of the same stuff where he gets off the snap really well. He corners really well. He flattens his pass rusher very effectively, so I really like that about him. Uh, the reason why he's going to be on the board is because he has 31-inch arms, which is stupid. It's stupid that he didn't even get a, uh, a combine invite because he's better than a number of guys that were there. He's more polished. He's actually got some pass rush counters to his name that he knows how to use. So Ostman, if he's there for your team... Uh, get excited. You know, if, if he ends up being drafted by your favorite franchise, uh, I don't even know. I could I could see, like, teams just blacklisting him because his, his length is a problem and then turn around and, and give him a free undrafted free agent deal and him come in and make your 53-man roster. My comp for him is Rob Ninkovich. So Rob you know, spent some time in Miami, went to New England, became consistently a staple and, like, a really pesky football player, like, that's exactly what you're going to get with Joe Osman. So, food for thought. Back to insider buzz. Is Harold Landry going in the top ten? Could he Could he really do it? Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you, you get to the back half of this top ten, and you have pass rush hungry teams. Uh, I don't think Tampa Bay is in consideration here, but you've got Chicago. San Francisco, and Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas. Each one of those three teams could afford some pass rush. And uh, there's really, it's Chubb, Landry, drop-off. You know, and that, that is with all due respect to uh, the next-tier pass rushes, including, you know, Josh Sweat and Mark Stamport appears to be in that range. And Mark Stamport's player that... Um, I, I pushed back on a bit during the Senior Bowl, uh, but I liked his film, relatively speaking, and he came out and, you know, his, his peripheral metrics are very strong, so he ended up just outside my top 50, Morris Davenport. Uh, it's kind of the same range that, like, Yannick Ngakwe was in in 2015, so um, Davenport's in that next tier of pass rushers for me as well. I know some people, if you followed me very closely throughout the Senior Bowl, um, I was kind of emphatic that Marcus Davenport's not the best football player here because he was not. But that doesn't mean I don't like his package as a player. Uh, so Harold Landry, top ten. I think there's three legit targets here where he could possibly go. Eight, nine, and ten 
it would not surprise me because of the scarcity of the position, because of uh, his elite trait with his first step quickness, and, and it seems like the world has kind of woken back up to the fact that this is uh, a pretty special player when he's healthy in terms of, of how he corners and uh, his ability to win with quickness and his first step. And, uh, so... I think there's some legitimacy to these speculations of Harold Landry potentially being a top 10 overall prospect. Going to give you guys another name. Pound the table. Pound the table for Deidrin Sanat. Interior defensive lineman, South Florida, 6 foot, 314. Uh, he's a fun player, man. I'll guys, I'll read you my optimal scheme fit and role for Sanat here off of my report in the 2018 NFL Draft Prospectus. Defensive lineman Deidrin Sanat is an effective space-eating defensive lineman in the middle who would be best served getting reps in the early downs and optimizing his strength and ability to absorb contact as a defender at the point of attack. NFL ready but limited ceiling. Okay, so um, I think there's a name... My comp for him is Zach Kerr. I think that's that's a pretty uh, pretty accurate depiction of, of where I feel he is as a player. But listen, anybody who celebrates a play by getting up and rubbing their belly is like D1 first-round caliber celebration artist as far as I'm concerned. Sanat is really fun. He's really stout. He had a lot of productivity in 2017 against the best teams on their schedule. Best three teams on USF schedule were Central Florida, uh, Tulsa, and Texas Tech. He averaged eight tackles per game, 1.17 sacks per game, and 1.33 tackles for loss per game. Really good production from him. His, his career line, 178, seven sacks, and uh, 23 and a half tackles for loss. So 178 total tackles for a guy that's played in 49 games, averaged over three and a half tackles per game. That's pretty solid for a guy that's that's stuck in the middle and playing a lot of interior reps. Um, if you test him in the A-gaps, and obviously uh, we didn't get a lot of opportunities to see Sanat play against high-end competition. Probably the best team that they played in the last two years was Florida State in 2016. Uh, their offensive line's terrible. Death taxes in a terrible Florida State offensive line. He's a black hole in the middle. If you test him in the A-gaps, he's going to stand you up and he's going to end up wrestling down the ball carrier, which I really like about him. Uh, He's really effective at the point of attack. Not easily uprooted, but I don't think he's very twitchy. Uh, So so I think his ceiling is limited somewhat. But Zach Kerr, you know, out of Delaware, productive first couple of seasons, uh, played with the Raiders. So I think that that's something you can expect for Sonat. And if you're going to get that out of a guy that you take on day three, that's a win, right? Yeah, to be able to get that kind of consistent production on day three. Last insider buzz here. Then we have one more name to pound the table for. Minka Fitzpatrick going outside the top ten. Could this really happen? I think, I, I think it's, it's very legitimate at this point. And you're starting to see it reflected in mock drafts as well. I know I recently just saw somebody who had Minka back mocked uh, 11th to the Miami Dolphins. I believe it was somebody on uh, NFL.com. So do the inventory. you got the four quarterbacks, Allen, Rosen, 
Darnold, Mayfield, you got Bradley Chubb, you got Saquon Barkley, you've got Tremaine Edmonds or Roquan Smith. You also have Derwin James. That right there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If Harold Lander goes top ten, now you're at nine. Okay, and, and this is really you no know, Roquan's in competition here. So Denzel Ward's in competition here. So we've already brought 11, 10, 11 names to the table. I think the four QBs are locks. I think Bradley Chubb's a lock. I think Saquon Barkley's a lock. So now you got four spots. Is Minka going to go? Here's the problem. Look at the teams on the back end. I know I talked about this recently. The teams on the back end of the top ten. San Francisco's taken two safeties in the top th- two rounds within the past three years. You know, there's some, some scheme changes taking place here, but these are early investments in players. Oakland Raiders have taken a safety in the top two rounds in each of the last in the last two seasons combined with Obi Melifonwu and, and Carl Joseph. So that's two that's nine and ten right there. You got Tampa Bay at eight or Tampa Bay at seven. Oh, we didn't even talk about Quentin Nelson. I didn't even mention Quentin Nelson, who I think is gonna be a lock to Tampa if he makes it to Tampa at seven. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. So you, you start laying it out. And I think the teams that were in con- serious consideration for Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, they have other pressing needs, and there's, there's the ability to meet those needs in the top ten. I think somebody somebody is going to make a bad pick with one of these quarterbacks. Somebody's not going to make an, a great value pick with another one of them. Now, if you're not familiar with my personal standings, I've got Mayfield QB1, Rosen QB2. Those two are in a tier of their own. Those are, I think, the, the, very, the, the players I'm very confident are going to end up having um, franchise quarterback status, going to be long-term NFL starters. Lamar Jackson's my QB3. He's in my top 30. Sam Darnold is QB4. He's in my top 50. But don't please don't get it confused. Uh, you know, there's some people that are very kind of bewildered when they hear that those numbers, that oh, Sam Darnold, 46th on your big board. What's the deal? Why don't you like Sam Darnold? I do like Sam Darnold. <laughs> but Sam Darnold's got a little bit of a ways to go as far as his mechanics and his base and his decision-making, and not getting crossed up after the snap. And I don't think those areas of growth are quite as pressing in some of the other quarterbacks in the class, which is why he's reflected where he's at uh, in my personal draft rankings. So Minka Fitzpatrick sliding outside the top ten, I mean, this would have been unheard of in October. He's pretty consistently mocked in the top eight, 
I don't think Chicago's in consideration. Uh, they got Eddie Jackson. They got a steal last year, one of my guys. It's good for the brand. I'm here for anything that's good for the brand. And Eddie Jackson being a fourth-round pick and coming out and having the year that he did is just terrific for my brand. So I'm going to try really hard not to be insufferable about it. Bear with me, please. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to move on. Last name for you to pound the table for if he's on the board for your favorite team in the third day of the 2018 NFL Draft. Dalton Schultz, tight end, Stanford. Name that's popped up on this podcast a couple of times, but I'm going to fill you guys in on what it is that I like so much about him. My comp for him is C.J. Fidorowitz out of Iowa, who was with the Houston Texans and actually had a pretty productive 2016, I believe, injuries uh, have put his career on uh, ice. I believe he had concussion issues, but uh, it sounds like he's only been able to play for, for three or four seasons, and then he's, he's calling it a day. want to wish C.J. the best. But we got the next incarnation of C.J. coming into the draft this year. Dalton Schultz projects as a tight end, too, in the NFL where he can be implemented as a power blocker from an inline position and not be pressured to shoulder a lot of the receiving load. Does have developmental upside as a receiver for a long-term starting role. That is like to a T what Fedorowicz was out of Iowa. The first year he was there, he's a blocker. By year three, he was productive as a receiver. And then, unfortunately, year four, he got banged up and, and injuries had other plans for him. Um, Schultz, man, he's extremely disrespectful at the line of scrimmage, and I absolutely love it. I mean, he gets guys uprooted. He'll use his hands and ride you down. Um, he's got a lot of power. He's, he is slapped together extremely well, 6'5 and 3'8", 244 pounds, uh, Athletically, he's he's about an average athlete for what you'd expect for a tight end. His his size uh, is about average, and four seven five for the forty he was slightly better than the four seven nine average since 03 at the combine for tight ends. Fifteen reps on the bench is a little below average. Thirty two on the vert, right on the button. Uh, Ten foot on the broad, it's pretty notably above average. Uh, seven seconds on the three cone, four four in the short shuttle. So you go right down the list. This is a guy that kind of is right inside of that average range for tight ends. Uh, so he's not a great athlete. And he only had 55 receptions in 40 games, 1.38 catches per game. He also had 555 receiving yards, and he had five receiving touchdowns. Fives across the board on this kid's stat sheet. Maybe he goes round five. If he does, get excited, pound the table, because you guys got yourself an NFL tight end that can play immediately as a blocker, and two, three years down the road, it's going to be a pretty effective receiver as well. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in on Saturday. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with you guys for about 20 minutes, so I hope you enjoyed some of the insider buzz that I've gotten. Uh, these are things that are uh, things that I've spoken with people who have more sources than I do. That's one thing I do not try to be as an insider. The game's too messy for me. I'll just sit here and tell you who's good and why and then cross-reference with the people that, that I'm colleagues with and uh, see where I'm at and if I'm off the buzz or not. Uh, so Leighton Van Der Esch potentially being considered as an edge by some teams, at least one. Uh, Deron Payne potentially being targeted in the top 20. He's in the top two or three targets uh, for a team picking inside the top 20. Harold Landry going top 10. This is some legit buzz now, and the uh, 
victim of that rise for Harold Landry is Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, seems to be pretty legitimate that he may actually fall outside the top ten unless the team trades up for him. And then three, t- three day three names to pound the table for. Central Michigan's rusher Joe Osman, pass rusher Joe Osman. Uh, South Florida's Deidre Sanat, defensive lineman, and Stanford tight end Dalton Schultz. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks for tuning in to Draft Dudes Podcast. If you got any feedback for me, please hit me up on Twitter. I am at NDT Scouting. Swing over to NDTScouting.com. Check out some of our latest content. Uh, ben Solak, one of our national scouts, watched over nearly, not over, nearly 5,000 pass attempts to chart the 2018 quarterback prospects and came out with some terrific data. The project's called Contextualized Quarterbacking. I would highly, highly, highly recommend you go over to NDTScouting.com and download it right now. It is free. It's for a price of on-house. What is not for the price of on-house is my 2018 NFL Draft Prospectus, 300 draft reports. With this purchase, you also get Joe Marino's prospect portfolio, which he is currently working on and which drops on Monday. Get excited because the time is here. Uh, Tomorrow is April. We are just four weeks now away from the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, We have all the information that you need. Ride with us. We work year-round to give you this content. So I kindly thank you for your consideration. $20 gets you both draft guides, 600 draft reports on the 2018 NFL Draft. I don't think you'll find a better deal than that. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off. We'll talk to you all on Monday, and thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.